0: Aaron Carter coming here.
1: Aaron Carter opened the door to his dressing room, and there he was. And I was like, oh my God, he's on the Disney Channel.
0: Lizzie babysits Matt. For one night, McGuire's on fire. Hey, Team Duff, it's Witt. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all around icon, Hillary Duff. And joining me now for Let's Talk Lizzie is my friend, Amelia Carson. Hey, Amelia. Welcome to Duff Enough. Hi, Wit. Hi. Are you excited to be on the show?
1: I am so excited.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, really quick, I want to talk about something because it relates to you and Lizzie McGuire. It's when we first met, we met in college, Amelia. You were like the first new person that I met. And yes. I feel like I've told you this before, but you had bangs when we met.
1: I did have bangs, yes.
0: Yes. And it totally made me think of Lizzie McGuire and Hillary Duff. So it was like, oh, I've got to be friends with this girl.
1: Well, that was actually the first thing um, that Minka, one of our other friends, said to me when, when I had the bangs was, oh, you look like Hillary Duff.
0: <laughs> and you did. And you also had like little pink tips, didn't you? Yes,
1: I did for a little bit.
0: Yeah. So also very Lizzie Hillary, So. So just wanted to throw out that little memory uh, to get started, but I'm excited to have you on. We are going to be talking about five episodes of Lizzie McGuire, and you honestly got like the most iconic episode or one of the most iconic episodes.
1: Oh, yes. The Aaron Carter episode. Yes,
0: which I know you're super excited about because you're a big Aaron Carter fan, or you were. He's kind of trash now, but...
1: Well, you're right, but he was my first ever crush, and watching that episode of Lizzie Mcguire, like, as a kid... Oh my gosh, I just felt everything she was feeling, all the excitement, all the nerves. It was so great.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, well, can't wait to talk about that. Uh, Really quick, I have three questions that I ask all of the guests before we get started. The first question, Amelia, what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie?
1: I think I'm going to have to go with A Cinderella Story. Like, it's just iconic. I have to go with that one.
0: It's a good choice. It's a very good choice. yes. Next question: What is your favorite Hill Duff song?
1: Um, why not? I think from the Metamorphosis album, just because like it was in the Lizzie McGuire movie, it was on that album. Um, I have other favorites from that album. That's probably my favorite album that she has.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, probably why not.
0: And your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire, which I feel like we've already kind of given that away, but
1: well, normally I would say the Aaron Carter episode, but since we're talking about that one later, I'm going to say the episode where Lizzie and Miranda um, go to buy bras. And Lizzie like screams in her house with everyone around, I want a bra. Oh. <laughs> like, just so awkward, so relatable. So that that's the one I'm gonna go with today.
0: Okay, so the word that gets repeated so much on this podcast already is iconic. And then like the second most repeated phrase seems to be I want a bra because everyone <laughs> loves that episode. Throw on some low-rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time for Let's Talk Lizzie. So we are talking about episodes 6 through 10 of season 1. And the first here is Jack of All Trades. It premiered on February 23rd, 2001. Did you remember this one? Because I remembered the brain project and the explosion, but I didn't remember how we got to that point.
1: This one was a familiar one for me. So like, in the beginning, I did not remember exactly what it was about. But as I kept watching, I was like, Oh, yes, all of this is coming back to me now. So as I watched, the more I remembered, like as the um, episode continued.
0: Yeah. So this episode is about a science project. And that's kind of the the big storyline here. But it starts out with a career aptitude test, which is so middle school. Did you ever take one of those?
1: Yes, eighth grade. I definitely did.
0: (laughs) I did too. And mine said I was going to be a chef, which is so far from the truth. I'm not a cook or anything. But anyway, I took it and that's what it told me. Um, Did you notice who their science teacher is or who the actor is?
1: No, I didn't.
0: It's the dad from Phil of the Future.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yes, with like a wig on. I, it has to be a wig.
1: No, I did not notice that. But now I'm going to have to go look that up.
0: Yeah. So Mr. Pettis is played by Craig Anton, who played Lloyd Diffie on Phil of the Future. It has it honestly it just has to be a wig. There's no way because <laughs> Lizzie and Phil of the Future were only a few years apart. Or maybe he just got a big haircut in that time. I don't know. So the story kind of moves along, and we learn that Gordo has been getting Bs in science, which Gordo, he's the whiz kid. He's the A-plus student of the three uh, main characters. But he says the reason why is because Mr. Pettis hates him, which is very strange. Um, But we all had that one teacher where we would get bad grades, and we would feel like they hated us. I mean, come on. Jumping over to Matt's storyline, Matt does get a B storyline here, and in this episode, he decides he doesn't want to be called Matt anymore because there are four other Matts in his class and he wants to be called M-Dog. And, like, this is one of those things where, you know, the show, several times throughout the show, it's like, oh, this would probably not fly today. And, honestly, I don't think this would because it's it's basically like a Snoop Dogg kind of thing and he becomes all, like, hip and whatnot. But I don't know. Well, how do you feel about Matt's storyline?
1: I just Just the awkwardness of the parents, first of all. And how... How just dorky they are. I love it. I love it.
0: What's crazy is how much I relate to the parents now.
1: Yes. Yes. And how, like when we were kids, it was like, oh my gosh, they are insane. What are they talking about? Why are they saying these things? But now as an adult to go back and watch, they were not that, you know, outrageous. I know. Super dorky, but not that outrageous. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So the M-Dog thing, you're right. It definitely would not. It would not fly today. People would be so upset about, um, I guess you would, you could call it cultural appropriation today. Yeah, um, for sure.
0: Back to the main storyline. So Lizzie is anxious to find out what she made on like her last science test or something or project or paper. It was a paper. And they're in the hallway, which by the way, they have so much time in between classes. Like, (laughs) what is up with that?
1: They really do.
0: But she says, come on guys, my bangs are growing out faster than you're moving, which I loved. (laughs) So good. Then they get to class. Lizzie gets a B plus on her paper, which was about dolphins. And she says, animated Lizzie says that she widened the margins to make it four pages. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Lizzie was setting me up for college, which I didn't do that, but I always put two spaces between like each sentence. Like after a period, I would always double space after a period.
1: You hit the space bar twice before your next sentence Give you gives you just a little bit of cushion. And yes, that one I did, that one went right over my head as a kid, but as an adult, like I laughed out loud at that. It
0: was so good. And I've talked to people who don't double space after their periods, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like on their college papers, I'm like, how did you get through college?
1: No, that's a necessity.
0: Gordo gets a B on his, though, which again goes to his point of like the teacher always gives him a B on everything, and Mr. Pettis hates him. They also get their aptitude test results back, which this little sequence here. So Miranda's going to be a Navy Seal, Lizzie a cosmetologist, and Gordo a blackjack dealer. Not really sure that that matches any of their personalities so much. Although I will say, like Lizzie's hairstyles, though, like she could she could do something cosmetology.
1: She could. Her hair is always looking. I don't know, wild, but it always looks good. It was totally the style in two thousand three, two thousand four, like for sure. Oh yes.
0: We get one of their iconic three-way calls in this episode and Gordo references friends and he says something to them like, hey, Monica and Rachel, can we talk about something besides hair? And I don't think as a kid I would have known who those characters were that he was referring to.
1: No, I would not have. I don't remember knowing.
0: At some point, Lizzie and Gordo are on the phone by themselves and he asks Lizzie to like trade science projects for like their next project so it's a brain project and lizzie has made a brain on a poster and it's not super great but it literally looks like something i would have made in school my friend
1: the brain or our friend the brain
0: Yep, and she was so proud of it too <laughs> he was Yep. gordo's brain though he makes like it was like a model of a brain and i mean it looked really good And it lights up and it's really cool, but he wants Lizzie to switch projects with him and like put her name on his project because he wants it to get an A+, because he put a lot of work in it and he thinks if he turns it in, he'll get a B because Mr. Pettis hates him. Lizzie is very reluctant at first, but then Gordo guilt trips her into it, so she does it. We'll talk about how that ends in a second. Let's jump back to Matt's story because that comes up here. And Sam and Joe, the parents, actually go along with the M-Dog thing. But they use their whole reverse psychology or whatever, which they use a lot on the show.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they tell him, they'll call him M-Dog, but he has to call them Dee Dee and Mew Mew, which <laughs> so bad.
1: He's immediately embarrassed. Like, you can see it all over his face. Like, oh, no, don't want to do this.
0: Right. But Sam and Joe's plan works. Matt decides not to be M-Dog and he, you know, he wants to call them mom and dad again. So, and Lizzie has this great little moment at the end where she's like, man, mom and dad, you know, they use Jedi mind tricks and I wonder what they're using on me and same for my teachers and all that. So back to school, they get their grades back on their brain projects. And we also, um, I should mention, we found out that Gordo's brain, if you like, you know, I was saying that it lights up and if you turn on... Multiple sections at a time of the brain, it'll like overheat. So that's important to know. Lizzie's poster gets a C, and that's what Gordo gets. And then the brain model gets an A, plus and like Mr. Pettis is raving about it. And that's when Gordo gets up and goes off about this. And he just like, he was going.
1: He lost it for a minute.
0: And he was like explaining to Mr. Pettis how he made it, and he totally. Confesses to switching projects with Lizzie, and he starts turning on the different parts of his brain model, and so it begins to overheat, and it explodes, and it goes all over Lizzie, Gordo, and Mr. Pettis, which totally remembers this part. And there's like slow motion, and it's it's great. Of course, Gordo gets in trouble, and he has to like stay in class afterward. And Lizzie and Miranda are trying to eavesdrop, but we learn that Mr. Pettis was being tough on Gordo because he wanted him to do his best work. And at some point, Gordo had kind of, you know, started slacking off a little bit, and he still gets an A plus. So the message, I guess here I wrote down was to fulfill your potential, I guess, but that's kind of what I got. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, consistently try your best consistently try to top what you did before so that you don't kind of slide into this place of comfort and being mediocre
0: no that's good that's good I like how you put that but I do have to say I am guilty of doing the bare minimum at times especially with adulting
1: oh yeah for sure me too
0: Well, the next episode here is episode seven of season one. It's Aaron Carter's Coming to Town, which is a play on like Santa Claus is Coming to Town because it is a Christmas episode in a way. It's not the Christmas episode because there's a Christmas episode later and it doesn't even take place at Christmas time. But Aaron Carter is coming to the town where Lizzie lives to film his Christmas music video. First of all, Lizzie... Runs into the cafeteria and she falls and trips immediately, which is so Lizzie. Yes. Another
1: reason why I related to her so much as a kid is because I I still am clumsy, but growing up was very clumsy and loved that about Lizzie.
0: Same, same. So she sits down at the cafeteria after barging in, and she's like, "Aaron Carter coming here," and Miranda's excited. Gordo doesn't know what she's talking about, but like I said, Aaron Carter is filming his music video in town. The one thing they talk about, though, is how it's the spring. And Gordo, who is the filmmaker here, he talks about how they shoot these things months in advance. Um, Let me just open it up to you right now to even go more in depth on your Aaron Carter obsession and how excited you were for him to be on this.
1: I, I don't remember watching commercials like leading up to this episode, But I can remember the feeling in like the pit of my stomach when Aaron Carter opened the door to his dressing room and there he was. And I was like, oh my God, he's on the Disney Channel. There he is. Lizzie McGuire is with him. Like I almost fell off the couch. I was in awe.
0: I want to mention that anytime there's music playing, Amelia puts on Aaron Carter's, what's the one song?
1: (laughs) Aaron's Party.
0: Aaron's Party, come get it.
1: I love it. What can I say?
0: It's a jam. And I had that album that that song was on. But you know, of course, I Want Candy was also in there. And then was How I Beat Shaq. I don't know if that was that album, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember I had that album and he has like the American flag behind him. So I was excited about this too. Like I knew Aaron Carter. Knew the music and this was definitely like the first big guest star I feel like that they had on the show and it was a big deal. It really was a big deal.
1: Yeah, it for real was.
0: Gordo, Miranda and Lizzie have to try to figure out where Aaron Carter is going to be shooting this music video because they all want to go meet him. Lizzie wants to do an interview for her school paper. Miranda wants to sing for him and Gordo wants to make a behind the scenes documentary. But they can't figure out where this is shooting. Then Matt walks into Lizzie's bedroom and he knows. And he says Lanny told them, which is funny because we know Lanny doesn't talk. Watching the episodes that came before this already, I know that Lanny hasn't been introduced in the series. So we wouldn't have known who Lanny was. But I feel like that line is funnier, knowing that Lanny doesn't talk. They make an agreement with Matt. Matt is going to tell them where Aaron Carter is shooting this video, but he has to go with them. It's at the Renmar Warehouses, which... Renmar Studios or something is actually where they shot Lizzie McGuire. So a little, a little um, homage to that uh, mentioned there. So the kids make this plan to leave early in the morning so the parents don't know. It's funny, though, because we learned that Sam comes home from work late and he has backstage passes to Aaron Carter. And it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, my goodness, they could have avoided all of the mayhem that follows if they just, you know, gotten those passes. So the next morning, Lizzie comes downstairs. She has her hair all crimped. She has on the silver jacket, the red choker. She is ready to go meet Erin Carter.
1: She's just everything that I wanted to be in 2003, honestly. <laughs> yeah. She looked awesome.
0: Matt actually comes down with a bag, and he's like, this is for plan B, because Lizzie's plan is to just like walk in like they own the place. And Matt says, "This is this is for when your plan doesn't work. I made a note about how when they get to the filming location, Miranda says, Aaron Carter walked on this ground and she takes off her shoes. I love Miranda, okay? Because that would be me with Hillary, honestly.
1: You're right. You would totally do that.
0: They do not get past the security guard. And I love when Lizzie walks up to this guy and she's like, I'm Lizzie McGuire, a member of the press. I mean, (laughs) with our little school newspaper press badge. Yes. (laughs) So once they don't get in, Matt pulls out the elf costumes, which was his plan B. And they came from the Christmas card that the family shot a year ago. And I love the little like flashback sequence where we see them taking their Christmas card. I love those little shots that we get uh, when they do those little moments on this show.
1: Yes, I love that. I love it really when they have like the scream or the screech, you know, particularly awkward or embarrassing moments because it's just like an ode to how dramatic and terrible everything is when you're 13.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda are going to dress up as elves. Matt is going to be Aaron Carter, and he puts <laughs> on a blonde wig, and he puts on, like, some of Lizzie's black pants. They do not get in, but Matt gets pulled away as an Aaron Carter stand-in, which is just great. So Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo actually sneak in by hiding behind Lizzie's dad's car. So Lizzie's dad shows up. You remember, he had the passes, and they left a note at home, and... He's going to go there and whatever. Okay. Lizzie and Miranda Gordo actually do see that it is Sam, and they manage to get in, but the security sees them. They get chased, and they hide in a sleigh. They wind up on the stage for the music video. The security guy finds them, and there's this little chase sequence, and I died when Gordo pushes the Christmas tree over on him, and he's like, Timber, and the tree (laughs) falls, and the security guy falls. And that was just great. The The same guy actually like locked up Sam for eating donuts uh, at the craft services. And then Joe shows up because he had called, the security had called the house and said, Lizzie McGuire is here and all that. But Joe and Sam get put in uh, like a holding room or whatever, a detention center, I think is what they called it. Back to Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo. They are still trying to hide away from security and at one point, they wind up in Aaron's dressing room. And I mean, here's, here's the moment. It's coming. It's coming. Aaron's manager shows up. They ask to meet him. And the manager says one of them can meet him. And it's so sweet because Lizzie tells Miranda she can meet him and she should sing for him, which was, you know, such a nice friend, even though Lizzie wanted to do it.
1: Such a sacrifice. Yeah. All that anxiety that I felt as a child watching that, like, came back. I was like, oh, who are they going to pick? Who's going to get to meet Aaron Carter?
0: Would you have given it up for one of your friends?
1: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> it was going to be me.
0: <laughs> right. Um, But Miranda gets to meet him. We don't actually see that. But Miranda comes out of the dressing room and she's like, he said, I have talent, which was great because, you know, she sang for him or whatever. But then Lizzie forgot her tape recorder that she was going to record his interview on in the dressing room. She goes back, she knocks on the door. It has a little Aaron Carter star on it. And who opens the door but Aaron Carter himself? And he has a little, I know, he has a little tape recorder and he's like, is this yours? And they look up and they see mistletoe. And Aaron Carter says, Merry Christmas, Lizzie McGuire. And then there it is. There's a little peck. The little peck. Lizzie's- the
1: magical moment. The most magical moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Technically, I guess, like, Lizzie's first kiss that we see on the show. Although later, there's an episode actually called First Kiss. But anyway, we're gonna we're going to pretend like that actually happened. And... Lizzie and Aaron Carter kissed under the mistletoe. And Aaron's song, Girl You Shine, plays, which I loved that song.
1: Yes. And I forgot that that song existed until I watched. And I'm glad I watched the YouTube version like you told me to instead of watching on Disney Plus where they had changed some of the music because I would have missed that. And it was wonderful.
0: (sighs) It's so good. It's so good. But Lizzie walks back over to Miranda and Gorder and they're like, did you get it? You know, her tape recorder. And she says, that's not all I got. And I mean, it's just so, like, it's one of those things now where I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, it was such kind of a, it was such a fantasy moment. Did it really happen? In my mind, it happened.
1: Yes, I, it
0: happened. As the episode wraps up, Matt actually gets Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo in the music video because he was like the stand-in or whatever. And then it's I Want Candy. Aaron sings the song. He performs for the music video. We have the dancers. We have Lizzie and Miranda to the side. I wrote down their outfits, Lizzie has a red sweater and silver pants, Miranda has red pants, a silver top, Aaron has a silver jacket and pants, and then Gordo is like documenting of course on his uh, his video camera, um, his camcorder, and I mean, this is so great, like it's so good, and I Want Candy was a bop back in the day, it still is, but anyway.
1: In my opinion, my humble opinion, not as great as Aaron's party, but still a bop.
0: Yeah. That is definitely one of the most memorable scenes of the entire series, hands down. Everyone remembers this, for sure. But Aaron Carter, like, I don't really want to talk about Aaron Carter and how, how things are now because it's just so, like, I don't know what he's doing, and I don't know why he thinks he needs to, like, bring up Hillary's name to be relevant. But anyway. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, of course they dated after that, but honestly, like, when you're 13 years old, that is not really dating. And I feel like... Anything that happens before age 18, does that really even happen? You know,
1: you feel me? Yeah. Like you said, they weren't really dating.
0: Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on. All right. <clears throat> so the next episode, Amelia, is actually my favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire. And it is uh, episode eight of season one. It's called Misadventures in Babysitting. It premiered April 6th, 2001. This is the episode where Lizzie babysits Matt for one night, pretty much. So at school, because we always go to school, Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are talking about an assignment where they have to design their own city, which they have very interesting assignments on this show, I have to say. Gordo says that Tyra Banks would be mayor of his city. I do want to mention here, when Disney Plus launched, Tyra Banks tweeted and said something like, oh, I see you, Hillary Duff. I heard I got a shout out on your new show, Lizzie McGuire. And it was just like, oh, Ty tie." like, this isn't a new show yet. And so I just thought that was funny.
1: <laughs> From like 2003, she thought she was getting a new shout out.
0: Yeah, 2001, 2001. Yep. She also spelled Lizzie with a Y. So Kate comes in at this point. And Kate says that she wants to build a city using a software. And Gordo tells her it's $60. And of course, this would be like a CD-ROM software that she had to go buy at the store. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, 2000s. But Gordo's like, that's $60, Kate. I don't know if you can afford it. And she says, hello, I babysat twice last week. And Lizzie gets jealous that Kate is a babysitter. And she's like, I don't babysit. I get babysat.
1: I guess it's, I don't know if it's here or later when she's like, Kate babysits and just the jealousy in her voice like I don't know I just thought it was so funny.
0: She says that but she also says to her parents like Kate Saunders babysits and in these episodes that that we're talking about she actually pronounces Kate's last name as Saunders but in most of the series she says, Sanders. And that's like, I guess, a joke or a gag at some point where in some episodes, they're like, Kate Saunders. Some episodes, Kate Sanders. But here, she says, Kate Saunders.
1: Yeah, I'd never noticed that. hmm
0: hmm Another thing I made a note about here, before Lizzie goes back home, while they're still at lunch, I cannot believe this is even in this episode, Miranda says something about how babysitters have to be mature or whatever. And then Gordo says that Kate gives off like a nurturing look. And Miranda replies, I wrote down the quote, we get it, Gordo, she's stacked. And Gordo says, yes, yes, she is. And he's like looking at her smiling and I'm like, oh my word, this is actually a thing.
1: I could not believe that when I, I was hoping that you would bring that up because I don't know, I guess I don't remember him ever like, Objectifying uh girls like that when I watched it, but he no. does it a couple of times throughout those few episodes that we watched.
0: I know. It was just like Gordo, like Gordo is the voice of reason. That's what I call him. Like he is Mr. You know, intelligent. And I'm just mm-hmm. like Gordo. So. But
1: I guess he is also a teenage boy.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. So moving on here, you know, Lizzie does talk her parents into letting her babysit Matt. They say it's okay with Miranda coming over too, and they're going out to dinner. They're literally just going out to dinner, which is one thing that I just kept sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's one hour you're going to be gone for dinner. Gordo and Miranda end up coming over. Lizzie is building her city with her train and the parents leave. They tell her, we trust you. And Lizzie feels, Lizzie's very confident about this at this point. So the parents go to this Chinese restaurant. Back at home, Matt is bouncing off the walls. He won't listen. He spills grape juice on the carpet, which Lizzie is trying to get out. On the dinner date, Sam is very worried about what's going on at home. He can't concentrate. And he's like, I'm just, I just want to go home and check on the kids, and then I'll come right back. And at first, Joe is like, no, we told Lizzie that we trust her. She'll be so mad. But then, you know, so that he will be able to just relax, she says, okay, go peek in the window and then come back. Back at the house, the power goes out because Matt is playing with the vacuum. And this is also when Sam is like sneaking around the house and trying to look in the window and he falls and makes a noise. Like he stands up on a chair in the on the back deck and then he falls and he lands on a lawn, one of his lawn gnomes and hurts his voice. It's It's a lot happening.
1: That was painful to watch.
0: Yes, yes. But whenever that happens, the kids are like, oh no, it's a burglar. And Gordo says, it's probably a raccoon. Well, Lizzie's response is, well, let's make noise just in case. And this is the moment that like, I remember as a kid just dying laughing at. And still, so funny. But they make noise, and Lizzie's like ringing a bell. And Miranda, to the top of her lungs, starts singing, my country tis of thee. (laughs) (laughs) like she's like my country too something like it is like I don't know what was so funny about that to me as a kid but it's I think it was just because I had learned that song probably in elementary school and it just it was so funny I don't know did you think that part was funny
1: so I mean I pretty much laughed whether uncomfortable or actually like funny laughing uh throughout
0: gotcha gotcha well maybe it's just me but that part is just the best for me um so like I said, Sam had heard his voice and he's like calling the house and he's saying, kids, it's me. But to them, it sounds like this like raspy voice, this burglar who's trying to get in the house. And so they go full on home alone here. And I also wrote down how Gordo, you know, he flips a switch on the breaker or whatever and turns the electricity back on and he starts playing music and he plays uh, a version of I Think We're Alone Now, which that's a perfect example of where They would use these songs on the show that aren't going to be on Disney+, Plus, but they used these songs, and they always related to what was happening in the episode. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they were alone or whatever. But anyway, so the kids are getting scared. Like I said, full-on home alone. Sam is trying to get in to the point where he gets a saw and is, like, trying to saw the chain lock on the door, which... I mean, that was extreme. I mean, I would have been so scared. And you know how I had a fear about being kidnapped as a kid. So this was not even, this was too real. So Sam's trying to get in. Lizzie actually crushes his hand at one point. Ouch. But then they make this little contraption where the train sets all these things in motion. And when Sam finally breaks the door open, a paint bucket swings down on a string and just hits him below the belt. So very much a home alone situation there, but they're all like, dad or Mr. McGuire? So Lizzie sees that Sam had spied on her. She's not happy. He didn't trust her. They had actually called the police. So the police show up and they've got Sam. The police officer is like, is this your dad to Lizzie? And she says, why would my father be sneaking around in the bushes late at night? Maybe he doesn't trust me. And I was like, oh, snap. And then he's like, Lizzie? And so she says, he's my father. And uh, Sam and Joe admit they were wrong in the end. And Sam says he has to, you know, get used to her not being a little kid. And that they're going to let her babysit again. And so, you know, almost... It's almost like this episode was more of a lesson to adults, really, of like... Or there was a message in there for adults of like, you know, kids grow up and that sort of thing. So, So it's a sweet episode. Not super realistic, but, you know...
1: Yeah, I did not know that this was your favorite.
0: It is my favorite. It's probably not one people think of as their favorite, but honestly, it's that "My Country Tis of The" moment just gets me every time.
1: <laughs> that is so funny.
0: The next episode is called Election, and it premiered on April twentieth, two thousand one. So four twenty.
1: Okay. Hashtag blaze it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So this episode is about when Lizzie runs for class president. Amelia, did you ever run for class president or anything? Oh no,
1: absolutely not. I did not want anyone looking at me. But yeah, I bet you did.
0: Well, okay. So I ran for first grade class president, which wasn't even like a student body wide thing. It was just the classroom. And my best friend, Emmy, who has been on another episode that I've recorded of Deaf Enough... She and I ran against each other. We were the only two who ran. She beat me by one point because there were, there was like one more number of girls in the class than there were boys. Like, oh. So all the girls voted for her and all the boys voted for me. Um, but my slogan, so my last name is Laxon and my slogan was want action, vote Laxon. <laughs> that is
1: so cute.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And so, yeah. So in this episode, Claire... Kate's friend is running for class president, and she's the popular one. Larry is running, and he's eating worms for votes, which is so gross. Tudgman, ugh. When
1: you saw Larry Tudgman, this is going to sound really mean, but was there not a kid in your class at school when you were like, man... That is exactly like this person. Just kinda weird, you know?
0: <laughs> yep. We had a touchman. We had a touchman. But in the midst of all this, Gordo tells Lizzie that she should run because she's one of the normals, which I was like, What? But anyway, it's fine, I guess. And and really like Miranda and Gordo and Lizzie, they were kind of the normal ones. Like I I say a lot how they were not a part of any particular clique or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, right. so it's kind of true. But Lizzie decides she's going to run, and so we know what's coming up for this episode. Matt has a B storyline in this episode, and it's that he has an imaginary friend named Jasper, and his parents think he's too old to have an imaginary friend, which at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I really... Like, some of the Matt storylines, I'm like, eh. And at first, I was feeling that way about this one, but in the end, I love how it turns out. So we'll we'll Mm -hmm. discuss that in a bit here. Okay. Lizzie's catchphrase for her for her campaign is "McGuire's on fire, which I love. And oh my gosh. So whenever Hillary Clinton ran for president, of course, there were lots of people who were sending me these memes where it was like, vote for Hillary. And it's a picture of Hillary Duff instead. <laughs> Although Hillary has one L. And I don't know if you remember this, but I actually took a picture of my little Um, Lizzie McGuire I had one of the Lizzie McGuire books and it was the election episode the book of it Mm -hmm. and I took a picture of that whenever Hillary Clinton announced her run for presidency and I posted it and like oh my gosh one of my conservative relatives on Facebook like Lord started something so (laughs)
1: bless yes I do vaguely remember that
0: We have to talk about Claire and Kate trying to intimidate Lizzie because Lizzie's little clap back here. Oh, my word.
1: I love it because you never like I feel like we always are seeing Lizzie just like kind of getting just not being cool, being awkward, getting made fun of. But here we get to see her like really like she's strong. She's confident. And I absolutely love it.
0: Yes. So here's what happens. Claire is like saying she's going to win. She says, I'm popular and you're not. Then Lizzie says, let me tell you something, Miss Claire Witch Project. And (laughs) I mean, so good. And Miranda responds and she's like, ooh, good one. And I just die. Like, I love Miranda. I know I say that, but like, I love Miranda. And so anyway, Lizzie's just like, you're gonna, you know, regret all this or whatever. And she kind of tells Claire off and it's great. It's really great. Some of her campaign promises here, she's saying that frog dissection is optional, and she also, she's like, she's gonna lower the school lunch price, and I'm like, yeah, right. And she she said the JFK uh, quote, but she changed it, and it's like, ask not what your student government can do for you, ask what you can do for your student government.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: and I wouldn't have had a clue what that line was about as a kid. No. No. So. So Lizzie starts like mingling with all these different groups and she gets confident. And then she decides to hang out with the drama club because for some reason the drama club is like second in command to the popular kids at this school, which I do not get because I was a theater kid and that is not really how it goes.
1: No, I I thought the same thing. I was like, well, that wasn't um, the experience that I had at my school. I was not a theater kid, but they were definitely not second tier popular.
0: Yeah, and she has to put on sunglasses and a leather jacket and it's just like a black jacket And it's just like, what what kind of drama kids are these? Like, I don't get it. And they drink coffee. And I have to tell you this. She orders coffee at the Digital Bean or whatever. She makes Gordo get it for her because she totally turns into a diva. But it's at that point. Well, Miranda has a line where she says, since when are you on the bean? (laughs) (laughs) And it's at that point that I realized that the Digital Bean is called the Digital Bean because it's a coffee shop. Like, that's uh, one of those things where it's like, I was today years old when I figured out that that's why it's called the digital bean. That's
1: funny. I don't know if I... I guess I realized it was a coffee shop.
0: Well, but I just didn't put in, like, the digital bean. Like, I didn't get, like, coffee bean. You yeah. Know? So Lizzie is full-on diva, and Gordo says that he's created a monster, and she's only hanging out with the drama kids at this point. And on the day of the election, everyone votes, and Sarah Paxton has a little cameo here. And she is the outgoing class president. Fun fact, Sarah Paxton was like also up for the role of Lizzie McGuire. Glad that didn't happen.
1: Really? Yes. I didn't want to
0: know that. Uh, speaking of really, she <laughs> her character's really, like... Really, really, really. <laughs> yeah, I really, really loved being your class president. I really, really, really... Yeah, it's so great. So her, her character said really a lot. Yes. In the end, Larry Tudgman wins, which is just, uh, you know, it's fine. Like... I'm not surprised that that's what they went with. But yeah,
1: and I actually I was watching this episode. Um, I was at my parents house over the weekend and I was watching this and uh, my mom was like, oh, I remember this. That weird kid wins. So, like I was watching in the living room and she was in the kitchen like cooking. And so it was just funny to hear like how much she remembered from the episode too.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. My mom remembers bits and pieces, but I love that. As the episode wraps up, uh, Lizzie does apologize to Miranda and Gordo, and they said, you know, they voted for her, but Lizzie decides not to be in the drama club anymore because, or hanging out with them, because black's not her color, and so that's why. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, back to Matt's storyline. So it turns out that, you know, Joe and Sam are buying Matt gifts because they want him to forget about his imaginary friend, Jasper. And one day, Matt is, like, on the phone talking to Jasper, and Joe picks up the other line. And it turns out that Matt is uh, talking to one of his friends, and his friend is like, so what are you going to trick them into buying you next? And so, you know, the jig is up at that point. And the very end of the episode here, Joe and Sam make Matt, like, what, wash an imaginary donkey.
1: Perfect punishment. I loved it.
0: They're all standing there watching. Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are laughing at him. And then he sprays them all with the water hose uh, and Lizzie like dumps a bucket of water on Gordo's head. And it's, it's a fun ending. Like I loved it.
1: But I really like this episode and like the back and forth and you might be getting to this, the back and forth um, that you see with Lizzie and how, how she's acting. But then what you see with like animated Lizzie where she's like, okay, somebody stop me. I know this isn't right. And it's just like totally um, true to what you experience when you're going through puberty. like. I have to be what everybody else thinks and I have to do what everybody else thinks I should do. But also there's this inner voice where I know what I'm doing is wrong and I'm trying to stop, but I don't know how. I loved that back and forth.
0: 100% with you. And I feel like a lot of times with these episodes, like I forget to make notes about Animated Lizzie, but she is so important to the show. And, and you're right. Like In this episode, you do see that for sure. So yeah. Our last episode here is called I Do, I Don't. It's episode 10 of season one, premiered April 27th, 2001. It was probably my least favorite of the five that we're talking about. And it was just kind of super unrealistic. But anyway. It was another
1: one of those school projects that would have been a lot of fun, but also just don't really happen.
0: Yeah. So it's a social studies marriage project and they get paired into couples They're going to have fictional jobs and they're going to spend one week like coming up with scenarios for how their life would pan out. And then they're all going to come back to their 20 year class reunion and give a presentation on how things went. Okay. Lizzie and Gordo get paired up as husband and wife. In their relationship, Lizzie is going to be a lawyer, Gordo is going to be a garbage man. All right. Miranda and Ethan get paired up. Ethan's going to be a surgeon. Miranda's going to be a homemaker, which I was like, okay. And then Kate and Larry get paired up. And Kate's going to be a TV anchor. And Larry is going to be a mailman. Lizzie is happy for, you know, her best friend Miranda for getting with Ethan, but she's also jealous. And like, right away, Miranda gets a ring from Ethan. And I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. That was one of those, like, oh, that is so cringy. Like,
0: (laughs) It was kind of a big ring.
1: She's like, do you see that rock on Miranda's finger?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Matt's storyline in this episode, we find out that he's, like, up to something strange at the beginning. And he's covered in dirt and he's looking for a flashlight. And then Sam kind of investigates and finds out that he is digging a cave in the backyard, which, like, is it a hole that they're digging? I don't know what, I don't know how that was supposed to be, you know, working out there. But he's, like, digging a man cave, and then Sam ends up helping him out and all that. And anyway, the mom kind of busts them at the end, and she's like, get out of there. Let's get back to the main story here. Joe actually tells Lizzie that marriage is not about how much you earn or have, but about love and trust. All right, so then that opens up this story where Lizzie is at the Digital Bean and she sees Ethan and Kate together. And she's spying on them because she's curious, like, why is Ethan with... With Kate. He's supposed to be with Miranda. And she spies and she actually falls down while she's doing that. And then she gets stuck under their table, but like her hair gets stuck in gum, which is just so Lizzie. That's when she gets caught actually. But she overhears Kate saying that she's gonna leave Larry and she wants Ethan to leave Miranda at the end of this project and then they're gonna be married. And Ethan, you know, he's so dumb and he's just like, so I'm going to have two wives. So he's like (laughs) blindly innocent in a way here. But Lizzie's like, oh, no, like Miranda's going to get her heart broken, even though it's not real. She's like, but it's going to be real to Miranda. So fast forward to the presentation day and we see Lizzie in like this cute little lawyer outfit. I wanted to mention that. And Gordo's dressed like, you know, a garbage man.
1: I did notice how good all their costumes were. Like they all looked like the job that they were supposed to be.
0: Right. Kate and Larry go first. Or they're like the first one of the the students that we know that present. Kate gets up there and immediately she just is like, I left Larry. We didn't have kids. And I replaced Katie Couric on the Today Show and won several Emmys. Which is so funny for me because I like work in TV news and like Katie Couric's like a really big deal. And at the time she was the, you know, Today Show anchor. Yeah. And Larry's super confused by this because obviously that's not what they had discussed, I guess. Um, And this is when Lizzie actually finally tells Miranda what's going to happen. And she's like, Ethan is going to do the same thing that Kate just did to Larry. And Miranda and Ethan get up to present. And I wrote down Ethan's first line because he says, me and Miranda had our issues, like on Ricky Lake. Do you know who Ricky Lake is? No. Okay, Ricky Lake is a talk show host from the 90s. She had all of these kind of ridiculous marriage problems and all that on her show. So that was a fun little um, reference that I caught, that I definitely didn't catch as a kid. Miranda is super sad during the presentation, and she's like, we had three kids, Brittany, Gwyneth, and Ethan Jr. And obviously, she's talking about Britney Spears, Gwyneth Paltrow. like, Yes. <laughs> yep. But before Ethan can say like what he's going to say next, Miranda takes the mic, she accuses Ethan of cheating, and oh my gosh, her line here, she's like, Ethan was going to leave me for Kate, but you see, doctor, because Ethan was a surgeon. She's like, "You see, doctor, that's not how I operate. I'm leaving you." And <laughs> I was just like, "Yes, Miranda. Yes." She not only just mic drops, like she throws that mic down. Yes,
1: she does.
0: And Ethan picks up the mic and he's like, "I thought I was going to have two wives, and now I have none." <laughs> Kate and Larry have another little fight at the end. And remember, they're supposed to be at their like 20th school reunion. And so there's some punch on the table. And Larry picks it up and like pours it all over Kate because she like demands that he pour her some punch. And then all this punch just falls all over Kate.
1: I could not stand Kate when I was a kid. I just thought she was so mean for no reason. And just that feeling of, Huh, she got what she deserved.
0: I just, I still can't get behind Kate, you know? She's the worst.
1: She was just mean.
0: The episode ends with a three-way call, and one of them has a line where they're like, I think we're even too young to pretend to be married. And it's just like, yup. So the message of this episode, don't get married. (laughs) Well, that's the end of our five episodes, Amelia. So just kind of overall thoughts from you. Like, did this bring back childhood memories? Did you just, just tons of nostalgia?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. All the nostalgia. I loved watching these episodes. Like, I love Hilary Duff, loved Liz McGuire. I was heartbroken when the show went off. Um, so yeah, I just I just absolutely had the best time watching these episodes.
0: Oh, I'm glad. Yay. And we've had fun talking. So that's been great. That's great. Well, finally, today, Amelia, it is time for Quizzy McGuire. Did you come up with a question for me, or you just want to get one from me?
1: Well, you know, I have one for you. I know that you know everything there is to know about Hillary Duff, but I'm going to try, okay?
0: Okay, go for it.
1: Okay. So um, I went for something like kind of random that maybe you wouldn't know. Um, how many followers does Hillary Duff have on Instagram?
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, at the time we're recording this, I want to say she has 13 million something.
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. That's
0: a good one.
1: (laughs) I really thought you would have trouble with that
0: one. No, I keep up with her count.
1: I'm sure you do.
0: I do, I do. <laughs> um well my trivia question for you is related to Lizzie McGuire, and it is I'm gonna give you multiple choice for this. Okay. So you had the Aaron Carter episode. So which of the following stars was not a guest star on Lizzie McGuire?
1: Okay.
0: A Steven Tyler, B, Kathy Lee Gifford, C, Frankie Muniz, or D Doris Roberts?
1: Okay, so I know Steven Tyler was on an episode, and mm-hmm. I kind of want to say uh, Frankie Muniz was, but I don't know if I want to say that because of the movie Agent Cody Banks.
0: Do you want fifty fifty? Yeah, fifty fifty. Kathy Lee Gifford or Frankie Muniz?
1: Ah, uh, see, okay, this is hard. I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go with B, Kathy Lee Gifford.
0: And you're correct. Kathy Lee Gifford was not yeah. a guest star on Lizzie McGuire. She was a guest star on That So Raven, though. Okay. Okay. So yes, yes. Well, good job. You got your you got your trivia question right. Yay! <laughs> All right. Well, Amelia, this has been so fun, and thanks so much for being on Duff Enough. Thank
1: you for having me, Wit. I've had such a good time.
0: Yay! <laughs> And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff!